What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Rohn is here on a beautiful. Well, we're recording on a on a beautiful Wednesday, or well, I mean, to some, <laughs> I you know, and it's just I'm talking about the weather. That's it. That's the only thing I'm talking about here, Adam. The big question on everybody's mind is right now, how are you? I'm okay. No complaints. See, I wanted to make sure that I got that in there today. That you know, we uh, that we led off with it. I didn't want to disappoint everybody wondering if I was going to actually ask you how you were doing. Well, you definitely didn't disappoint them. Why are you doing so okay today? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. I didn't die today. That's that's basically where I'm going with. That's that. a start. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, man, I'm actually doing absolutely spectacular today because I got a a beautiful delivery uh, from one rowdy energy. And uh, oh, baby, Adam, I got to tell you, man, I got like, I don't know, I think it's like like eight to ten new big ginormous energy drinks here. And I am super excited about it. Super excited. And they even sent me a hat. I even got a, a little rowdy energy hat. Feeling good. That's good. Did you try it yet? I have not. You know, I had to put it into the refrigerator, get it nice and cold. And I just, you know, I, I didn't have time. I, it, it arrived just before the Fantasy Alarm show. So I put it in there and tweeted it out. But I am, I, I'm very happy about it. I'm also incredibly curious as to why Matt Sells, uh, Fantasy Alarm's uh, NASCAR guy is so upset that he didn't get some sort of a gift bag. I guess uh, Rowdy Energy is that uh, popular amongst the NASCAR universe? Yeah, I think uh, someone, maybe one of the NASCAR driver co-owns it or something like that. Oh, oh, is this the company that Kyle Busch is involved with? Oh. I think it is. Dude, I get to I get to really like rub this in then. That's fantastic. I'm super psyched about this. That makes me happy. That makes me smile. It makes me smile a lot more than my uh my DFS lineup in the NBA today. Dude, what's going on with Atlanta? I told you the NBA is crazy this year, man. It's really tough to figure out. You just see teams inexplicably just not show up on given nights and it's early, but Atlanta's been one of the highest scoring teams in the NBA this year, playing at a fast pace. And uh, somehow they had 11 points in the first quarter against Charlotte, who stinks. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, they just lost. Well, I mean, they lost to the Knicks and the Cavaliers the last two games. So, uh, but yeah, it's been a very weird start to the season. I told you yesterday, I said I liked Brooklyn getting four and a half, and I parlayed it with four favorites. And I said it wouldn't uh, come through, and it did it. The Clippers lost to the Spurs, although they made a great comeback. Uh, they had a tra- chance to tie it, and Kawhi Leonard missed a three. And then I think they had another chance to tie it with the three and missed. Uh, Paul George didn't play in that game, and I didn't know that when I put the money line on the Clippers. Uh, but the Blazers didn't win either. I had the money line on them, and they lose at home to the Bulls, which I don't know happened. They scored 39 points in the first quarter. They scored 15 in the second. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy this year. So I, I can't explain some of the things that have happened early on because you just see teams look great one day and they just absolutely no-show the next. And there's no reason why the Hawks should be struggling this badly. It's 11 points in a quarter against Charlotte at home. It's inexcusable. Now, do you lighten up on your play a little bit when um, when you're when you're dealing with a, a, a situation like this, very unpredictable beginning of the season? Figure, you know, just kind of lay lay low a little bit as far as how much you're 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 betting, or do you just, according to your process, you just stick with it and you know this this is what you're betting and that that's the the lowest you'll go. No, I scale it back because it's hard to figure out. So that's why I'm only giving out one or two picks a day, just because it's really difficult at this point. So player props have done much better. So I'll do more on player props, but it's just. It's crazy, um, the unpredictability of, of what's going on right now. And you'll see a team just look unbeatable one night, and then the next they just don't show up. Right. 
Very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right. Well, listen, I, I can't hang with the basketball talk. Like I said, Adam and I are going to start bringing on uh, some guests to kind of help boost the, uh, the, the the hoops talk here. Because I know that when Adam starts sweating through a, a, a slate and, uh, and what's going on here, he needs to get it out. But I, I can't offer that to him. You know, not 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 fully. I can kind of fake my way through it, but you don't want me to fake it, do you, Adam? No. Could you tell if I was faking it or not? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I was wearing a condom, could you tell if I was faking it or not? Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, well, what we... (laughs) (laughs) What we are going to talk about here Um, is we're getting everything ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. I I feel like a loser calling it Super Wild Card Weekend. I don't know why. I have to do it on Sirius XM, Adam. They're like, oh, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. I don't know why. It's just Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, it's Wild Card Weekend. Why are we calling it Super? Because, because Adam, we've got uh, a whole other game now. It's three games on, on Saturday and three games on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Why are you asking that question? Adam met Deutsch here. Got to call it Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, I'm calling it Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> so am I. But nevertheless, you know, Wednesdays are, are, are always a, a, a tough day because you get a lot of guys who sit out practices. You get a lot of guys who, you know, are just they're dinged up. It's something that you've said over and over again. You know, guys who play on on Sunday, uh, but you know, we don't hear about the injuries immediately. But then all of a sudden, you know, it starts creeping out on you know on Tuesday and maybe even on Wednesday if they're set. You know, if they're sitting out. So I guess what I want to do here is I want to talk about like your level of concern with some of these uh, some of the injuries that we're we're looking at right now uh, with regard to the NFL and not just injuries, but you know, obviously COVID. Uh, as well. So before we get into it, Adam, I just want to, I got to give an immediate shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, the DFS site, you got to be, uh, you got to be playing on people, please play. It's, it's what's keeping our lights on here at, 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 you know, at the Bender house and, and the Ronis, uh, castle. All right. So, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you need to be playing on. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about. I mean, I guess the the main injury, or I mean, like injury, injury related, not COVID related. Um, Stefan Diggs, uh, it's an oblique issue, and he went from limited practice to being downgraded to did not practice at all. Um, you know, again, when I look at an injury on a Wednesday, I'm not all that concerned about it. Obviously. Month, you know, Thursday and Friday, that's what you want to know. But, you know, Jim Bowden on the uh, Fantasy Alarm show seemed to, you know, have a real hang up about it. Now, I'm not guessing that he's got inside information that this is something really serious, but your level of concern on a scale of one to 10? Three, not really concerned at this point. Diggs said he's fine. I know you can't always listen to the players, but 
they're not going to push a guy on a Wednesday if he has any amount of discomfort or pain, especially a guy like Diggs who's already established a rapport with Josh Allen. You're just not going to mess around. Uh, it's the playoffs, so a guy is always going to suit up unless it's really, really bad. They have to take a shot or whatever. And we know how important Diggs is to this team, so uh, it doesn't seem like it's serious. So really not concerned right now. Okay. Um, Terry McLaurin, ankle. Again, limited in practice. He sat out uh, this past week, didn't he? No, he played. And he oh, he did touchdown. play. He did play. So any concern there? This is just uh, we're fine. Uh, I mean, look, he went out, had eight targets, seven catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. So he was still productive. He's still a little worried about it. He's found a way, though, to play through pain this entire year. Uh, so since we saw him play last week, I'm not too worried about it. Okay. All right. Uh, Cole Beasley, no practice today, dealing with a knee issue. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play last week. They said he was going to be week to week. So definitely, my guess is he does not play. They do have John Brown back, so that certainly helps. And we know Gabriel Davis has been good. We even saw some Isaiah McKenzie as well. So uh, it, this is not a substantial loss for the Bills. I mean, Beasley's been good. You know, a guy that can pick up a, a first down with a short route. But they have enough depth at wide receiver that it shouldn't crush them if he's out. Okay. Let me ask you about the, the Bills receiving core here then, because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, people are looking early at DFS. Obviously, I am too. It's what everybody wants to see. Um, you know, let's say Beasley's out. Okay. Does that uptick John Brown more? Or do you think that that actually gives a bigger uptick to, uh, to Gabriel Davis? Uh, they kind of look for both deep. So I'd lean towards Brown just because he's the the better receiver. I mean, but Davis has shown he can have three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. So I lean towards Brown, but I'm assuming Davis is a little cheaper. I haven't looked at the prices. Uh, so I think either guy, though, is fine. Okay. Well, I mean, Beasley works out of the slot. You think one plays more in the slot than the other? Do you think maybe – or does Isaiah McKenzie get into that area? Yeah, I mean, they and they, they use a lot of four wide sets, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think one of them benefits. I think it's spread out. I mean, Diggs is going to command the most, and I think you'll see yeah, – we've seen Dawson Knox become more involved. They spread the ball out. They throw a lot. They don't run. So I think they all will see a slight uptick. They don't run. They don't run. Ugh, that's so – Ah, I mean, imagine if they had a, a just a, a rock solid running back there. That would be Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Eight rushing touchdowns this year. He's the goal line back. Dude, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's one of the reasons why I pivoted off of Singletary and Zach Moss at draft time, because you know I just you knew it. Even even with Josh Allen turning around saying that he's go, he he wants to run less. Like I love when when you know fantasy owners get that news and they're like, oh my god. He's Terrible, it's awful now. He's not going to run more as much. He's not going to have as much value, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, then he poaches eight touchdowns at the goal line. Lamar Jackson said the same thing. I'm like, okay, fine. He's going to run less. He rushed for 1,000 yards. So he rushed for, <laughs> what, 200 less yards? Still, look here, guys like Lamar Jackson, you, he could say whatever he wants. When he steps back to pass and he sees an open lane, he's taken off. He's not in his head. Well, I said I'm not going to run. I don't want to Come on, man. <laughs> so, like, anyone who listened to that was just foolish. And I, I know I said it before the year. Yeah, we knew Lamar Jackson was not going to run for what he did last year. It was impossible for him to rush for 1,200 yards again. So we all knew that, and we knew the touchdowns were coming down. He had a, 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 a passing touchdown percentage of – a touchdown percentage of 9% last year. just doesn't happen. That's like an outlier. And what did it drop to this year? 6.9%. And you saw the touchdown drop from 36 to 26. But you, Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal runner. He's going to run. So he went from 1206 to 1005. Did he run less? Yeah, 176 to 159. You know, I'm dealing with a huge dilemma when it comes to, uh, to Lamar Jackson this weekend. Um, do you play in the FFPC championships? The no. playoff championships? No. So what what you got to do, do you, are you familiar with them at all? 
theirs, no. What, how does theirs work? Okay, so basically what it is is you have to you pick one player from from each team. You can't pick more than one player off of a team. You have to fill out the following position. QB, two running back, two wide receiver, four flex, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. Right? And so it's tight end premium. So point and a half there. Uh, any players you have playing in the Super Bowl get double points. You set your lineup once. You set your lineup once. You pick your you pick your guys. And yeah, like you you run the you run the risk. If you're if you're fading a, a you know, if you're if you're fading a team that you think is gonna be a, a one and done and they go on a on a crazy run, well then you're kind of like, oops, that's yeah. uh that's a bummer. For the same token, if you're going up again, you know, if you're if you take a guy who at a key position uh, and and he ends up, you know, the team ends up losing. Well, then then you're kind of screwed. For example, here you go. Go back to the Titans Ravens game. I know it's your favorite game, right? Mm -hmm. So in the FFPC championship, one of those teams is a one and done. Like, how do you how do you take Lamar Jackson as your rep for the, the Ravens? If you think there's a chance if this if this game is like a coin flip for you. How do you, in good conscience, take a guy like him, uh, you know, where you could end up missing your QB after the first week of the uh, of the contest? Like it's it's almost impossible to recover from something like that. On the other side there, like who do you take from, you know, from from Tennessee? Uh, you know, you could end up losing a running back in Derrick Henry or losing a key wideout in, uh, in A.J. Brown. And and that game is really hanging me up in this contest right now. Yeah, I mean, for Tennessee, you go Henry or Brown. You have four flexes, so you're not going to take Tannehill anyway. You're not taking Jonu Smith. So I think that one is a little bit more clear cut. But with Baltimore, it's tough. I mean, it, it all comes down to how far you think teams are going to go. If you think Baltimore can make a run to the Super Bowl or AFC Championship, then you're fine with Lamar. But if it's one and done... That's where it hurts. And, you know, I guess the other option would be Andrews or Dobbins. I guess the issue with Andrews is if you believe Kansas City is going to go far, you probably want Kelsey. Uh, otherwise, you're likely going to be at a disadvantage at tight end. Yeah. See, and that's that's the thing. I'm looking at, you know, I'm like playing around with this lineup. And I actually did, you know, I mean, the, the question is because I, I I feel like. Well, yeah, I do think that that the Ravens could win this game and I'm kind of leaning on that way right now. I just can't in good conscience take, you know, use Lamar Jackson for fear that we get a repeat of what we saw last year when that was, you know, when Derrick Henry ran like a like a champ and you know, and all of a sudden it was like the Ravens fell behind, they couldn't come back. We've seen that before. We've talked about that before. That um Excuse me, I built the lineup and I was like, screw it, man. I'll take Justin Tucker. Yeah, you could do that too. I mean, he's the best kicker in the game, right? I mean, I, it's tight end premium. I think if I'm fading Lamar, then I'm taking Mark Andrews as like a flex play. You know, and, and, and lean on it that way. But I mean, again, this whole thing of not using Lamar... Uh, I mean, obviously there are other, you know, QB options here, but for the same token, also you could take easily Aaron Rodgers and, and, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, but then you also realize that you're losing a game from them. Like they have a bye week, so they get zero points this week. Yeah. You have to be pretty confident they're going to the Super Bowl because you still take three games. You know, there's yeah. a lot of players that are not guaranteed one or two games. So if you feel confident they're going to go to the Super Bowl and you get the three, you're okay with that. But that's what it, it's not only fantasy, this contest It's you got to predict the games correctly. Yeah. Which is never fun. No, never fun. I like wrote it all out. I was like, all right, well, if, if the chalk hits the entire time, then, you know, then, then, you know, I, I got to take, I got to use either Mahomes or, or, or Aaron Rodgers. Uh, at that point. But like you said, it makes much more sense. If you think that the chiefs are going far, it makes much more sense to take Travis Kelsey 
and just have that distinct advantage over anybody who, you know, kind of threw away the tight end position. I would, is there, is this a single entry contest? Uh, no, this is not single entry. You can oh, enter. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know what the limit is, but you can definitely have multiple entries. Yeah. So there will be some people who don't take Kelsey because they know that everyone will. And if Kelsey has one or two average games, then that and, and Tyreek Hill or Mahomes is the guy, then that boosts you. You know, who would you take, Adam? For Kansas City? Um, as your quarterback. I want to know who who if you're if you're doing this championship here, which you're you're not. You said you don't play it, so you know. Hopefully, I don't give you all of my secret well, I, plays. I, it's my I have the Saints going to the Super Bowl. You have the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. And you know, I, I, very AFC, interesting. Why is that interesting? Because I'm curious as to your thoughts on these guys recovering from COVID. Who? Like Camara? I mean, again, I can't predict that. I don't I know. know. You can't predict it. I'm just wondering what your level of concern might be because I, I kind of feel like I don't think he tested positive. What's that? I don't think he tested positive. I thought I mean, he did. I thought it was Latavius Murray that was the close contact. Uh, I, I thought I don't know. Did we get confirmation on that? They never always tell us. No, with two of his tests. Two of two of uh, of Kamara's tests came back positive. I'm not worried about it because it's different for everyone. We've seen guys have positive tests come back and be fine. The Bears defense doesn't make you a little nervous. No. Bears D. Nah. Bears D. They're not that good. You sure? What about Drew Brees and Michael Thomas? Are they gonna uh, are they gonna gel? Are they are they just gonna slide right back into uh, uh, into their their one two punch there? Are we looking at a a strong game for him, Michael Thomas? That is. Uh, I don't know if we'll see a strong game this week, but yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, he's been the guy that he's been targeting for years and flooding him with targets, so I think things will be fine. Interesting. All right. Okay. All right. Really, Saints? Go give me, give me your, give me your rundown here in the in the NFC. Come I on. got the Bucks beating Washington. Okay. Seattle beating the Rams. Okay. So then that leaves you Packers, Bucks, and Saints, Seahawks. Yeah, and I got the Bucks beating Green Bay, and the Saints beating Seattle, and then the Saints beating Tampa. Saints beating Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucks over the Packers, huh? Yes. I'm going to tell Aaron Rodgers that you said that. He and I are good friends. Yeah, he heard what I said last year when I said they weren't that good, and then they got trounced by San Francisco. Yeah. Well, I feel like San Francisco was more that team of destiny last year. Kind of I mean, what I Saint, feel like. The Saints are going to be a team of destiny one of these years. <laughs> They've been so close. They've won the Super Bowl recently, though. Come on. Yeah, a while ago, though. But the last two or three years, I think they've been one of the best teams in the NFL, and they have not reached the Super Bowl. I mean, losing to Minnesota last year was d- disappointing. And then they had the it, you know, the Rams non-call where they got screwed. Ah, yes, that one. I remember that. Have I shared with you my, uh, my Green Bay Team of Destiny theory? No. Aaron Rodgers here, you know, 37 years old. It's been an incredible ride. They get him absolutely no help in the offseason. In fact, they trade up to draft his replacement, right? So Aaron Rodgers goes out. He has an MVP season, and he crushes it uh, all year, and he's going to win the MVP. And now he's going to guide the Packers to the Super Bowl. He's going to win the Super Bowl MVP award. The Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. And there he is standing at the podium with all of his hardware in front of him. And he says, you know what, Green Bay? Fuck you. I'm done. You wanted you wanted Jordan Love here? He's all yours. You see if you can win. I'm going out on top. I would like it better if he went to a division rival instead of retiring. That would be better. That would be a better fuck you. 
If he goes to like the Bears, yeah, or Minnesota or Detroit, says you know what, Detroit, (laughs) Detroit's been a perennial loser. I'm gonna turn them around and kick the shit out of you. God. Yeah. Either way, leaving and then then Devontae Adams retires, and then comes out of retirement to go to Detroit with him, like Gronk did. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're a lot meaner than I am to the exactly. city. Yeah. Hey, you sparked this trigger in my mind and I'm just taking it to another level. It's a pretty cool theory though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just look, I haven't bought Green Bay uh last year or this year. I, I Rogers is playing great. I understand that. Uh I still don't think they're the best team in the league. And we've already seen Tampa Bay destroy them this year. Um again, I'm not as that high on Tampa, but Tom Brady can go to Green Bay and win. Cold weather doesn't affect him. Yeah, what the hell happened to Aaron Rodgers in that game against Green Bay? I don't know. I think he threw a touch. They were up early in that game. I don't know if it yep. was 7 nothing or 10 nothing, And then they just got completely stomped. I think they were up 10 nothing, if I'm not mistaken. And then, the, yeah. And then I think Tampa Bay scored 38 unanswered. If I'm, yeah. I think that was the case. Um. Did he not? He didn't throw a single. Yeah. Oh, no, that was um, that was. Yeah, they were up, dude. They were up ten nothing at the end of the first quarter, and then Tampa put up twenty eight in the second quarter. Yeah, I thought, I thought Rogers threw a touchdown pass in that game. What was the oh, game? Oh, it got that- called back because of a penalty. Maybe remember he was celebrating in the end zone. He was. He was doing that whole. It was the yeah, key and peel thing, the pelvic right. thrust. Yeah, and then I think it got called back, and then. Aaron Jones scored in a one-yard run, and then they never scored again. And they never scored again. I'm not looking – and that game was early in the year, completely different. But So I'm not using that, but I'm just saying that, you know, Tampa at least showed something. And, again, I'm Green Bay. I, I, I just not completely sold on them. As good a year as they have, again, I think the NFC was kind of down. I know they beat the Saints uh, in week three. But their defense just isn't great. And they're able to get by against the Bears, the Titans, the Panthers, the Lions, Eagles, Bears. Those are the teams they've played. Um, you know, the best team they played recently was the Colts, and they lost that game 34-31. So I think they've had a fortunate schedule. They've taken advantage of it. you got to give them credit there. you got to win the games you're supposed to. That enabled them to get the one seed. But I think against some of these better teams, I could see them getting knocked off. Even if they beat Tampa, I see them still losing to – to the Saints. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. You, all right. I, I get that you're on the Saints here. I do. I do. Um, and there are a lot of people who are super you know, appreciative of that. Now, they did lose to the Packers back in week three. Yep. 37-30. Yeah, Aaron, looked, game. Aaron looked really good. Yeah, the Saints weren't playing well back then. Um. Were they not playing well? Yeah, though that was in there. Oh, they just they just lost to the Raiders. Yeah, uh, Michael Thomas didn't play that game. Kamara only had six carries for fifty eight yards, so I don't know why they abandoned the run. Breeze had three touchdowns in that game. Kamara had thirteen catches, one hundred thirty nine yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Huh. Oh, Devontae Adams didn't play that game. Yeah, he was out. Lazard Adams led them six for one forty six. So that's that's fixing to be that'd be very. I hope the Bucks don't upset the Packers. Then uh, I know that that's what you're saying, but I'm hoping that I'd like to see Packers Saints. You know, you always like to see the two best teams. You know, and yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely believe that the top two seeds in each uh, each conference are the the four best teams in the NFL right now. Chiefs Bills uh, would be absolutely spectacular, I think, uh, and Packers Saints. No, I agree. I think I know it's chalk, but I think it would be the two best matchups. I don't know if we'll get it. It is the NFL. Uh, it's been a crazy year, so I don't. I don't think we're gonna get it. What's the biggest upset you see happening in this uh, in this playoff run? Bucks over Packers. That's the biggest upset you see. You don't uh, see like like well, I mean, obviously, if you think the Bucks are going over there, um, I was talking to somebody who opined the possibility of uh, Washington actually beating the Bucks, keeping it like super low scoring, really rattling Tom Brady. 
um, and uh, and and just coming, you know, out from you know, just punching him in the mouth, kind of a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of mentioned that the last couple days that the way for Washington to win is to just you know they got the good front seven. Chase Young is just getting Brady's face, make him uncomfortable, force some turnovers. Uh, we know the offense on Washington's side. They're just not going to be explosive. They're not going to put up a lot of points. So they're going to need their defense to put them in favorable position and get turnovers. That's the recipe for them to get it done. I don't see it happening. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't really consider Rams Seahawks to me. I don't really consider that no. whether, you know, regardless of who wins as an upset, I, you know, I do, I think the, the Seahawks are playing poorly enough and the Rams D is good enough that, I think it's a it's a, a relatively even matchup. Titans Ravens, like I said, Browns beating the Steelers, I would say would would probably be an upset because everybody and their grandma is thinking that the Steelers are just going to own this game. Um, and then the other concern, you know, the other question was, could the Bears actually upset the uh, the Saints, depending on like the health and uh, you know of Alvin Kamara and. You know, what happens between Breeze and Thomas if they're rusty together or if they're not, you know, that kind of a thing there. But, yeah, I was looking for something else. You give me bucks upsetting the Packers. Jeez. I mean, I don't I don't see any big upsets. You know, fun. What's your upset? Uh, Bears over the Saints. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm just saying, I could I see it happening? Yeah. Because, I mean, listen, I do think that the Bears' defense is getting sold short a little bit. I do think that they are, um, you know, I, I think they are a, a rock-solid team uh, as far as uh, defensively speaking. You know, I mean, listen, I hate Trubisky. I do love Allen Robinson. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if, um, you know, our good friends uh, – you know, good friend David Montgomery is going to have success against New Orleans, but you know, Saints run defense has been a little bit softer. They, you know, on average for the season, they gave up fewer than 95 yards per game. But over the last three weeks, we're talking about 115 yards per game. Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, because if Montgomery can't run successfully, then you put a lot of pressure on Trubisky. And even though statistically he's had some good games, he's still making mistakes. Yeah. Uh, he's made some bad throws. He's been fortunate. He's got bailed out. He's made some interceptions in the red zone. He's made bad decisions. So that's the biggest reason why. And uh, the the Saints, uh, you know, they they gave up 73 yards to Dalvin Cook. I mean, that's nothing crazy. I mean, Sanders had a good game against them, so those kind of inflated the numbers. But they're a team that's allowed only one running back to go over 100 yards this year, and that was Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. But for the same token, you know, we can say whatever we want about Alvin Kamara, but the Bears, uh, you know, give up few, you know, 113 rushing yards per game for the season. Last three weeks, 104.3, including last week uh, when they came out there and uh, and they only allowed 79 yards on the ground. Yeah, I mean, what to, they didn't because they didn't run the uh, Green Bay didn't run the ball. Aaron Jones had eleven carries, forty two yards. I know. Well, well, why not? Uh, why didn't they, they have, run the ball? Because they have Aaron Rodgers padding his stats for MVP. <laughs> oh man, I think I think now I think I, I want more. I want the the Bears to upset the Saints because I know it'll crush your soul. I I I don't just because they're boring and. They're not a good, they're not, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So I don't, I don't want to see them win. Well, who should have, you know, I mean, who should have been there then? I, mean, I don't think Washington deserved to be in the playoffs. No, they don't. I mean, the NFC was weaker. The AFC had stronger teams. Yeah. Uh, no, as far as balance. The AFC definitely has stronger teams. But so the question I ask you then, okay, uh, if you don't think the Bears deserve to be in there, I mean, who? Or are you just saying, you know, it doesn't matter because Arizona, Minnesota, San Francisco, the they're all suck and it doesn't matter. Like we should contract the playoffs instead of expanding them. Yeah, I didn't think they needed to add an extra playoff team this year. I don't know why they did it. Um, I think they announced that they were going to do it because they were worried about the possibility of canceling games because of COVID. Yeah, you I know? didn't see the need to do it. Could have We could have left the Bears out. 
could have left the Bears out. And then that so then you would have been fine with the Colts not making it either. Yeah, they didn't when they were when they were supposed to. Yeah, I mean the Bears not. needed to win to get in last week. They didn't win and they got lucky because Arizona lost. <laughs> hey, you know what? Who does who doesn't love the back door, Adam? Come on. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do. I know I know a lot of people who do. I had I had an ex-girlfriend who loved the back door. Uh, that's something that is not common. Really? You don't think oh, it's yeah. com- there's a lot common? of girls that don't. There's a lot of girls that don't. Well, I know that there are a lot who don't. I'm just saying that I didn't know it was like uncommon though. Maybe I'd I just... say I'd say most don't. Oh, all right. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> How do we get on these? What is wrong I with don't you? Know. This is it's, your fault. It's all you. I'm a, uh, not perverted at all. You're not perverted. At all. No, you are. You are <laughs> just a very, very straight laced guy. No exactly, doubt about yeah. it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, all right. So, any uh, any injuries you're worried about here? Anything you're worried about as far as this weekend goes? What's your biggest concern? Come on, give me your, something that you're 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 a little bit. You're like you're sitting there. It's just sitting in the back of your mind. You're like, God damn! I hope this doesn't happen. Um, I hope that the Bills don't lose. And so you're worried that they could lose to the Colts. I mean, it's possible. I don't think they will. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And I'm trying to figure out to pick them or the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, do you go with the experience, the guys who have been there before with the Chiefs and the coaching staff and the players having just won the Super Bowl or the Bills new and, you know, exciting guys who haven't guys who have not been there? Yeah, I don't I don't worry about that too much. I I think the Bills have a really good shot to beat Kansas City. They played them this year, lost 26-17, and I think they're peaking at the right time. Okay, I could dig it. I could dig it. Well, then if you don't got nothing else on paper, here, Adam, it's, I it's, guess we... it's it's easy to pick the Chiefs on paper. They are the best team. Sure, they are. I mean, when you look, and they haven't hit the scarier part about them. They really haven't played well. I mean, you know this with the spread. They haven't covered. I don't know, seven, eight games. One of them might be considered a push, depending on the line. So it's not like they've been blowing teams out. Uh, I'll throw away week 17. I mean, they barely beat the Falcons. They only put up 17. They beat the Saints by three, Miami by six, Denver they struggled against and won by six. They beat Tampa by three, the Raiders by four, the Panthers by two. I mean, these are close games. And and these are some teams that didn't make the playoffs. So it's kind of scary. I don't know if they put it together yet. Like, were they just kind of coasting and going through things, knowing how good they are? You might see a Kansas City team after this bye week with Andy Reid employing a game plan. They might come out and just crush. We might not have seen the best of them. I mean, with Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyree Kill, like maybe we didn't see them uh, yet. Maybe they still haven't peaked. And they're now with the playoffs, they're just going to be super focused and just zone in <laughs> and just crush because um, they haven't dominated this year. It sounds crazy to say for a 14 and two team, but even in week two, they won by three over the Chargers. They struggled in that game, only beat the Bills by nine. I mean, they haven't had many blowouts this year, and especially over the last seven, eight weeks. There's a lot of close games in there. And you know how it goes. You play in these close games and you get a bad bounce of the football, you get a turnover at the wrong time. That's it. You're done. So there's two ways to look at the Chiefs. It's like, well, you know, they're kind of living on the edge and they have one of these bad games. That's it. Or we know how good and talented they are. And maybe they just kind of were sleepwalking through the regular season. Sleepwalking through the regular season would be scary. Right. That would, that would be scary. Games? <laughs> What's that? Against Atlanta, man. It was just like, what is going on here, man? Like 17 points for the Chiefs. Well, you tell any team 
you're going to hold Kansas City to 17. They're going to like, all right, we win. Game over. You hold the Chiefs and Mahomes to 17 points, winning that game. <laughs> it is Atlanta, though, so we got to take that into account. But but they also, you know, the, I guess the running game is the biggest concern. Is, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to be back? And even so, it's not like this running game has been good this year. We saw Darrell Williams against Atlanta just 10 Carries 46 yards. Le'Veon Bell doesn't look great. So that's the thing. If you look at the two AFC top seeds, they don't run the ball, both of them, <laughs> which is kind of like the opposite of what we expect in the playoffs, right? So kind of interesting there with those two teams. That's why I'm wondering, oh, man. Like, for me, the Browns, like, this is, this is a, a you know, listen, I know that everybody's picking the Steelers. I just... I, I honestly feel like if the Browns were to stick to the game plan, if the Browns were to just really just go out there, run Nick Chubb hard early on, like, I don't care if the run doesn't work in the first series and you go three and out, you come back for the second series and you run the ball with Nick Chubb again. Like if Stefanski sticks to that plan, like that's what I want to see. That's something that's going to excite me about that matchup like that. You know, because I mean, I don't, I, it's not that I don't like the Steelers. I just, I guess maybe I'm just kind of, I got a soft spot in my heart for the Browns a little bit. I'm a huge Nick Chubb fan, but I mean, I've got a kind of a, a soft spot. You know, I've been pissing and shitting on the city uh, for, you know, like the last 20 years in, in this industry. Um, and so now all of a sudden I'm like kind of excited about it and, if they stick to the plan, then great. If they don't, though, like if Stefanski starts with his stupid passing, starts putting in frigging Kareem Hunt where he doesn't need to put him in, like that's gonna that's gonna totally that's gonna bum me out and that's gonna gonna ruin me and it's gonna cause them to lose. Yeah, I mean they should focus on the run because you don't want to get Baker under pressure and Pittsburgh knows him well. You know they're in the division, they know his weaknesses, they've seen it enough, and you just don't want to have him with pressure on his shoulders. He does best, obviously, when they're running the football very well than the play action. Well, that's, and that's the thing. <clears throat> the, if you look at the numbers, they, and they've been talking about the numbers all season long, right? They're like, look at Baker Mayfield's numbers coming out of play action. Like his numbers are fantastic. The best of his career, better than, you know, and there's like listing quarterbacks out there. So, I mean, if that's the case, then why the hell would Stefanski, like, alter the plan? Like, it doesn't matter. The, the Minnesota Vikings come out there and they run Dalvin Cook hard. And they do it early on and often. And that's just it. And teams know it's coming and, and Minnesota dares you to stop them. They've got a great offensive line as far as, you know, I mean, better than, you know, better than most, we'll say. I'm not going to say great. Uh, but the zone blocking scheme that they use that Dennison does, I mean, it just, it works and it opens up holes for Dalvin cook. So I, you know, like if they stick to it like that, like why can't Stefanski, like what's going on through his mind thinking, Hey, this shit all it works. It works. It works. It works, but everybody's going to expect it. So I'm going to have to go the other way. And, and he shoots himself in the foot. Yeah, if you have a strength and it's worked all year, stick with it. Who cares if you put that? I mean, right? We know we know Mahomes going to pass a lot. We know Josh Allen's going to pass a lot. And they get it done because that's their strength. Make someone stop you. And that's something I'd like to see. Because I'll tell you what, Steelers' defense isn't what it used to be. No, they have, they've had injuries. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's not a dominant defense. like... There's not many dominant defenses. I mean, probably the best defense in the playoffs is the Rams, I think. But they have their own issues on the offensive side. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, I guess, I guess that's kind of where, where it has me in that Brown-Steelers game. I, I think that <clears throat> I think this is more Stefanski's game to lose than for the Browns to upset the Steelers. It really bums me out. makes me sad. Makes me sad, Adam. Now I'm depressed. Uh, well, uh, if you turn on the TV, you'll become more depressed. So don't turn it on. I, I could turn on the TV so I could watch <clears throat> Trey Young with his two points and his seven turnovers. Dude, uh, yeah. Um, Bradley Beal has 55 points 
with a minute 58 left in the third quarter against Philly, one of the best defenses in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, man. I don't know. I don't know how the hell the Hawks. The Hawks people were like, "Oh, one of the top teams," and now all of a sudden, uh, after today, they're going to be 500 with some bad losses if they cannot come back against the Hornets. Gordon Hayward putting up 25 against Atlanta. So, yeah, and of course, uh, you know, tonight's the night I take the Knicks. Uh, they won't cover, but they're down 10. I got, I got it at eight. So. Uh, yeah, the Jazz get blown out, embarrassed by Brooklyn last night. <laughs> and the Knicks, the Knicks have been coming into tonight the most profitable team from a betting perspective. Uh, and they've played very well. And it's not like they've had good wins. They've beaten the Bucks, the Pacers, and the Hawks. I mean, those are all probably playoff teams. We'll see about Atlanta after tonight, but... Yeah, just uh, it's been a very odd start to the NBA season. Yeah, I'll say. I'll definitely say. I might, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, man. I don't know why I dabble in NBA DFS. What am I thinking? Ah, you know what? I'm just going to stick to hockey. So there it is. It's one night. Every You know this. You play DFS, you're always going to have. No, Adam, I need to win 100% of the time. Oh, Okay. This is not I a don't game. Win, for, I don't like this it. is not a, this is not a game for you then. Oh <laughs> shit! Really? Okay. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Anyway, all right, guys, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Big thanks, of course, for everybody tuning in and listening. Big thanks to Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network, Shannon Blunt, who's going to, uh, I don't know, maybe bleep some of the profanity I've decided to use today. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> more work for her <laughs> sorry shannon it wasn't me it was not adam it was 100 percent me whatever most of the uh, times it's me though it's sometimes well most of the time it is actually yeah you yeah, kind of got like a little bit good of... today but then you brought out the bad in me which it's is not it, which is very easy to do it doesn't take much usually it's always someone trying to reel me in so it's funny too because a lot of women will say you look very innocent, but you're not. I'm like, yep. Is that what they say to you? Yeah. You look a little innocent, but you're not? Yeah. Maybe it's because I know you, but I I, I look at you and I'm like guilty. <laughs> this dude is fucking I guess because you know me. You know, when you first, when I first meet someone, you know, you got to put on that friendly, all that. And then once you get them in. That's it. Then you unleash the naughtiness. I, you know what? I should chaperone your dates. I think I should chaperone your dates and just kind of let them know what they're in for. <laughs> right? Listen, ladies, when you're here in his apartment, you're going to have the time of your life. But don't ask for any conversation. You probably don't want to snuggle. Um, and then let me, let, me, let me get down to give you some details about Adam. <laughs> yeah i don't think we need that i definitely do not i i actually you know what I'd, I'd like to chaperone your date but from like afar i'd like to like be sitting at the next table at the restaurant listening in on your conversation um yeah yeah that'd be interesting. Oh, by the way if you continue to play dfs uh take a look at malcolm brogdon this guy's been balling out i'm so pissed off because i was going to put his player props in and I backed away, and I should have put it in because he's uh, having another good night against the Rockets and still has a quarter to go, and he's got 25 points. He's played great this year. Yeah, the dude leading my uh, my single-entry GPP contest here has Brogdon and yeah. Bradley Beal. Oh, my. Beal has 57 points, six yeah. rebounds, and four assists after three quarters. What's Beal's ownership? He's got 73. How about this? You ready for this? He's got 73.2 points on FanDuel, 2.2% ownership in uh, in this GPP. Yeah, I'm not surprised because it's hey, – He was 10 grand. And the Phillies defense has been one of the best. And they faced each other week one um, – the week one, first game of the year. What did he do in that game? I mean, Beal's had a good year regardless. Uh, we The first time he faced Philly, he had 31, 11 to 22 from the field. So 
defenses don't stop them. But yeah, I don't think anyone saw this type of performance coming tonight. I certainly didn't. I had the under in this game. What a fool. <laughs> you boob. Yeah. Oh, he's got seven threes, 19 of 29 from the field. Jeez. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's it. Now, I don't, <sighs> now you're just trolling me. I'm not. I'm just amazed. Is it? See, Seth Curry, that's another one I wanted to put in there. He's got I, I have Seth Curry in my lineup. I wanted to give uh, his total points, rebounds, assists was like 22 or something. And I was going to write that up, and then I'm like, mm, what if it's not a high-scoring game? And he's already passed that. Six threes. The other, yeah, two and a half threes was his over-under two. Yeah, oh, well. I- I am I am being blessed with the worst game possible for Trey Young uh and James Harden right now. Yeah, Harden didn't have a good game his last game back either. And the Pacers Pacers are legit, man. They are the players are going out of their way to praise their new coach like several times. They've looked really good. I think they are kind of undervalued a little bit on the betting market too. I mean, the line was one and a half tonight and it's still a tight game, but the Pacers are, 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 are for real. Like, you know, Demonte Sabonis wasn't healthy last year for them and it didn't play in the bubble. Having him and Brogdon looks phenomenal. Oladipo looks back too, although I see, um, oh, okay, good. He went over the prop I gave out over four and a half rebounds. He has six, not shooting well tonight though. Three of 14 from the field, but he looks healthy. Pacers are, are, are legit. Yeah, I got Sabonis in this lineup as well. I got the uh, I, I used the chalk on Boogie Cousins. Oh man, it's the rest of it that just blows. It's Trey Young that's really doing me in here. Yeah, and look, uh, I mean, against Charlotte, there's no excuse for this. They're home. I mean, uh, for them to have 53 points midway through the third quarter, just inexcusable. So, is Trey Young? What's his ownership? Trey Young, uh, 10.8%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Them's the breaks, baby. All right. Adam, always a pleasure. I will see you, talk to you tomorrow. Uh, We'll uh, see if I recover from this uh, GPP disaster I am in. Um, That's about it. Thanks again to everybody out there for listening. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.